Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or Internet wannabe Masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome in. All right, we're doing it. Go for it. Pardon. The button has been pressed. The feed says we're live. We're on the air. Welcome to episode 279 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, fresh on the heels of the sea of humanity and chaos that was our Lodge's weekend. And I managed to drag along along worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, guys. Who also survived. I'm here. Sir John... I run the hole. With his mason jar of questionable origins. I'll be happy shortly. I'm not right now. Chuck is uh, puffing on a stogie indoors like he like he lives in the Old South or something. And the tarot cards keep coming up with the fool. Ah, that, yep. And Jamie, our new permanent addition to whatever this is we're doing. Hello. Canadian correspondent extraordinaire. Right, right, yeah, Canadian correspondent. Slash ambassador. <laughs> ambassador. So how, was, how was Canada Day, buddy? It was good, except for my wife and I both got food poisoning the day before. Like what I well, ate last Wednesday before the show. 150, 150 cc's of pure THC. Bad maple syrup. Bad maple syrup. I think it was bad chicken. But anyway, we don't know for sure. So well, anyway, it was, it was a bad day. Those, those mail packages. I, I, I couldn't do the mail packages. I felt too horrible. But yeah, it, I, it, it definitely wasn't the poisonous mushrooms you ate a bag of. It was the chicken. Yeah. Well, the poisonous mushrooms were like a, a week before. Well, or that they're, uh, they're slow uh, acting. That questionable, that questionable weed will have you spilling your guts on the front lawn. It will. here. <laughs> mix weed and alcohol, you will spill your guts if you're not only, used to it. Only if you're that rare breed that's allergic to it. <laughs> Hang on to a tree to keep from flying off of God's green earth. I remember that. It would suck to be that guy. Yeah, it would. That grass is really lush in that spot now, though. Uh, <laughs> seems to recall it's still dead. <laughs> it is still dead, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it a couple weeks ago. I mean, years later. Nothing will ever oh. grow there again. Oh. See? It's because whatever they they put in you have, was... you have salted the earth. Mm. It's my scorn. My Speaking of salting the earth, we did a fair. We did. We did. It was, um, I was telling the guys before the show, uh, it was Friday and Saturday, and it was the first time we've done this fair that it wasn't a hundred degrees or raining sideways. It was a beautiful weekend. And yeah, like it was simultaneously the dumbest and the best fair we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, 
the event itself was a bit of a Charlie Foxtrot, but the uh, the, the turnout, especially on Saturday, it, our uh, Friday was a little under expectations, and then our, our food and beer guy that's been with us forever was hassling us after it was over. Like, you guys told me there was going to be all these people, blah, 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 and just giving us the third degree. Ah. And then... And then we told them just wait till tomorrow. So Saturday, when there's a sea of humanity and people are waiting in line for an hour to get a damn corn dog, and like the guys just completely overrun. He's not kidding. An hour to nearby stores to to top off liquor. Anyway, we found him at some point, and Tony's like, "Hey, you know, you bitch at us about never getting a crowd out here. Well, the reason we don't get more people is because when we do, you can't handle them." He didn't find that as amusing as we did. Um, <laughs> he didn't bring out as, as many of his food booths this year as he normally did because he thought we were going to have less people. Yeah. Well, uh, he was he was happy hence, about hence the wait times being completely swarmed. Well, yeah, they had they only had the the three trucks, but they had like both windows running on all three of them this time, and it, it was still just nuts. Uh, yeah, and then an hour uh, for corn dog a long time. Trying to navigate up to the front to to get stuff done. The, the fireworks went off. It, it happened. Uh, there were way more, so we opened up the event to the local farmers market. So we had plenty of exhibitors set up selling all their stuff. And Tony's wife just was there for moral support, selling her printed T-shirts or whatever. And I think she made more money on this one event than she's put together since she's been doing it um and and everybody did really well financially our carnival tickets to the chintzy little carnival we had kind of blew us out of the water uh we we actually ran out of wristbands and had to to switch those out it it was was there's a lot of people uh and the the other notable part was we had there's a we got a new guy who who's in our area from California. He's a Dominican fellow, and uh, I'm sure he'll be on the show at some point. Just he seems like that kind of guy. Um, Did we end up taking care of him? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, sort of. I'll talk to you about it after the show. But, yeah, we're going to. So he he came out. And, of course, he was referred to our lodge. And there is Tony with no clothes on. <laughs> or Naked Santa. Naked as I would normally say, there's Tony. In the Hi, bed. Cartman. No, Cartman. That's, uh, <laughs> Cartman's the, the other one. So, Shirtless Tony. No, that's pure beefcake. That's beefcake right there. That is, yeah. It's a lot. Um, anyway, he came out and ended up hanging out at the fair with us since you know we were out there instead of at Lodge. Hung out with us all night. And he left off for Lodge because we sent a few guys up to take care of the formalities, and he turned his petition in to uh, dual member with us. Well, when he came back, uh, Josh, I guess, had him park wherever it was Josh had parked instead of out in the field where all the normal people are parking. And so at the end of the night, when everybody's starting to wrap up, he comes by. Guys, my car's gone. And then uh, one of our guys checked on Facebook, and on the Facebook neighborhoods thing, there was a picture of someone towing his car oh. and several other cars because there's somebody apparently that owns part of the 
land that's supposed to be the park on the other side of this ditch, and there's no visible indicator that that's not part of the park. Um, anyway, so this guy was being an asshat, towing off people. Just call say, it like, just being a dick. That's... He could have like put up a rope or something. I don't know, but he just started uh, doing everyone's cars. Meanwhile, my lawn on anything on uh, the night you did fireworks in my town, which was is a very large show. getting ready for it and still daylight and there's a car parked in my front lawn on my front lawn and people sitting in lawn chairs with Massachusetts plates and I had to be like walked out there and I'm like what's up oh hey how's it going turn around and I'm trying to be civil because there's children there and I'm like um Am I not parking on my sod? What are you doing? Oh, we're going to watch the fireworks. Huh. You know this is my front lawn, right? Yeah. And I don't know you, right? Yeah. And I didn't give you permission. Yeah. So I'm going to call the town cops. You don't move your car and get off my lawn. And then I got told I got I got called a whole string of profanities. Oh. And then I got a clean there, Chuck. And then I got real quiet. I waved it down. Like, hey, can do something about this? And then he drove off. So then I called, and then he moved. And went to the town green, where there are tons of spots. But yeah, especially if there's tons of spots, why just park on some random well, person's so lawn? If the, it's the, any the event, license plate was the first giveaway. If it's any event like our event is, when people are setting up to watch the fireworks, there's more focus, less on where the correct spots are, and more on having a quick exit strategy. Because once the fireworks are over. It's yeah, so I, getting I'm, far, I'm far enough away from the town green that you can see them over the trees, but yep, can't see the slow one, the low ones. My my, my road's also a, a connection between my town and the other town, and I was just kind of like, it, it takes a lot to to flabbergast to the point where I have no smart ass reply. <laughs> And I was just completely just to this one. Well, I, I'm going to go with John on this one. The license plate should have tipped you off on that one. Yeah, um, no, that's that was kind of like when I finally actually called the town. They were like, I got a guy with mass plates here. Do you want to like come sit again? Because he's not supposed to be sitting. And he was parked on my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> my justification is my lawn looks bad enough. I don't need no one else. And by the way, it had been raining all weekend until like it just started to stop. So squishy and oh yeah, that'll leave some good trademarks. So we now in other news, I'm gonna go right into it. Gentlemen, are you aware? You for the low price of sixty nine dollars can buy a jacuzzi just for your balls. Because if you ever thought, and I have a test, a, a jacuzzi, just for my balls, 
And while it's sold out, do you want to go play to one? Then test the koozie is for you. Well, $17 a Lewis Black skit. And this is, it our, is actually our a thing author for this week. I Tell us more things Chuck. I can buy with $70, Chuck. Tell us more get, about what you can get for your $70 or $69.99 with offer code after lodge. I did not <laughs> buy one, but I have a friend who is thinking about petitioning a lodge who's like, I had to buy one. And I'm going to try it out for science. And their video, it's got a nice leather thing for your dong to rest on as you sit your balls in it in a chair. It's I, just, because. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm an important man, and my ball deserve to be very clean. You know, physicality-wise, like, the reason men have sex is because the testicles need to be a couple degrees cooler than the rest of the body. I'm aware, but they show them putting in two big strawberries into the batch and putting a banana on top as their demo. And I'm well, there, you know, this kills the strawberries, Chuck. <laughs> But that might be the, uh, cool, Bruce. I think this uh, little jacuzzi has the opposite effect. The guys think it's gonna have putting an electrical charge in water near my nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm already snipped. This, this is a bug. bad idea, like ten different ways. This but might it, be exactly what they're going for, Bruce. But this is a thing. That's true. A little neuter box. The, yeah. it's a thing. You don't go to testacuzzi.com and you can sit there, and the gold-plated one is sold out. Meaning. I see this. People looked at a jacuzzi for the balls. Like, you want to make it better? That son of a bitch is gold plated. Well, yeah, I mean, I would rather the plastic one. Again, electricity and water and my balls. Just that metal, which is a great conductor. Did you do the gold? With the gold, you can electroplate your nuts. Like, if you're the kind of person who's going to buy a ball koozie, you're the kind of person that wants it gold plated. I mean, that's true. Did you see the price on it, Chuck? For the 24 karat gold limited edition plated testicles. What's the price, Janet? What's the I price? I think if John? you're buying a, t- a gold plated jacuzzi just for your balls, you don't care about price. You obviously don't because it's 10 grand. Holy fuck. Stimulus money at work, ladies. Looking at it at my other screen. Yeah, exactly, Harlan. The stimulus money at work. Chalk this up to another reason why the aliens won't talk to us, gentlemen. You know, I feel like, I feel I like if I, you know, if I didn't have kids to pay tuition for and otherwise do things with stimulus money, I would have been bitter enough about it to be like, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do, Uncle Sam. I'm gonna buy a gold-plated ball scrubber. I paid ten grand for my motorcycle, my big monster motorcycle. Yeah. Well, look, you can afford a gold-plated jacuzzi for your balls. Imagine the bragging rights at the country club. Yeah. I'm on Maserati. Ooh, I, That's a keeping up with I the Joneses thing. Golf with, uh, with some golf pro. Yeah, I got a jacuzzi just for my balls. Did you ever? Did you ever? Did you ever think maybe it was a country club? That bought the gold plated ball washer. Well, you know, but now well, they're sharing it, and that's kind of gross. That's the yeah. thing. Now, now belongs to the club. It's not the only that. gross thing that gets shared at the country club. <laughs> Ooh, wives, everything else, eh? Uh, well, you know, whatever. There's been a few swingers I mean, at the I was club. Is there about like you know shoes and stuff? But yeah, let's 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 get straight into that. <laughs> the swingers at the country club. 
And now let's cover other gross things because it's been very hot. And I looked this up. I posted it. It's a true thing. When people sit there tell me that things used to be better back in the old days, they're wrong. A drink. A drink. <laughs> a beef fizz. Two cans of condensed beef broth. One cup chilled ginger ale. Two tablespoons lemon juice. Combine and pour over ice in glass. Serve six to eight. If y'all remember Russ. No, 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 Bruce. Our friend of the show, Russ, he came on drinking beef broth all the time. I showed him that recipe a couple years ago. He tried it. He liked it. He said it's not as good as regular beef broth, but the fizziness is nice. I would turn that into a sauce, but I'm not about to drink that. Just no, no, no. Like he would, he would come into the studio with a thermos full of hot beef broth and just sip it throughout the show. That was like his coffee. Like he still does it. Yeah. He, and he doesn't drink coffee. He's fucking. With yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's what he drinks for coffee. I remember him saying that when I was like, "That's like in the nineteen You get a, a, a rusty book from nineteen fifties, and it's got like Jello, where they put all the things in Jello. It's like we're gonna put beef broth and pickles and some of this and that. I'm like, we already have Jelloed meat. It's called f-ing spam. Can confirm. Canned ham, baby. Oh, spam. So yes. A beef for all our listeners who on a part parched day would like to drink and vomit. Hot beef broth. It didn't say hot. I'm assuming it meant room temperature. I guess yeah, chilled. Yeah, ginger yeah, ale is chilled. Chilled is yeah, ginger ale is chilled. So specifically in the recipe, it's chilled. All I can think of is some jackass with a martini shaker rattling one of those up. Who wants a beef and cruise and cocktail? <laughs> Who wants a beef? You got to stir it, not shake it. That's right. So, it's uh, stir it, not shake it. Tony, I. This is the anti-James Bond. This year's fair has been so odd in so many ways, and now chief among the ways that the fair has been odd is here we are, four days after the event ended. And I have not yet been nagged by any of our brethren asking how the fair went. Normally, every year when the, like two hours after closing time, everyone wants a full financial breakdown of how we did. (laughs) Y'all, this takes like a couple months. Like the beer guy takes six weeks to get his check out, the the food stuff, the carnival. Like it's, I I don't have it. Stop bothering me. Just tell them you'd know I, if you were there. Well, no, no, no. These are people that were there. That's why they want to know. And it just takes a while for all the numbers to fall out because bill. I got to wait on bills to come in for different things we rented and money comes in and out. And I usually do a full report about a month later. And I think it's because everyone was just so stoked that the event actually happened because the, the point we started from, <laughs> it was... It's just kind of surprising that there was there was a fair at all, and I think that's just good enough. For this has been the smoothest fair ever for yeah. me. Yeah, it's because uh, we weren't in charge, buddy. Thing, and the, it, well, the funny thing about this is, three weeks ago, the largest event in a county of over a hundred thousand people, and nobody had basically no. We all just quit. 
Tony, I said uh, right before you came on, I said this was simultaneously the dumbest and the best fair we've ever done. Yeah, we all just quit. We're like, we're not doing it anymore. It's We all have jobs. We work full time. We don't have time to work the thousand hours to gather the sponsors to do everything. And so we quit. And then the city and everybody said, uh, no. And so they stepped up big time. Um, and all of a sudden, basically, I don't want to say begged, but anything that we asked for, they just threw at us. <laughs> and it was, um, it just made everything run so smooth. And our poor Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa uh, that's at our lodge, um, it, it kind of all fell on his shoulders. And we all did the fair kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it for you. Yeah, I'll do it. And it ended up. So next year, we need to quit now for next year and see yeah. what they throw at us this year. We all might get, like, full salaries. To- <laughs> <laughs> Leverage your influence while it's still hot. And, well, and it, and it didn't hurt that it had the best <clears throat> weather ever. I mean, it's for sure. it, it always rains one day, and it's 170 degrees the next day. Perfect weather, perfect I heard you talking when I first came on. The poor food guy, literally, it was 45 minutes to an hour to get a corn dog. That's how mm-hmm. deep two different lines coming out of the booth were. The funnel cake stand was the same way, the pizza stand. And so the fireworks are supposed to go off at around 10 10. Look out there at those lines, and I'm like, we're not cutting this off. <laughs> and so we just stalled installed and long stopped. speeches and everything yeah. else <laughs> got everybody we thanked everybody and their brother for coming and the, 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 please the, keep the, those lines going for another five minutes dollar signs rolling through tony's eyes and uh and so yeah we did that so the fireworks ended up going off about what 10 25 so we yeah. stretched about almost a half an hour out so. it, it was it was a good time, and of course, the jungle juice ran out at I don't know an hour after we opened. And, yeah. But then, uh, well, the beer guy was so happy that he he saved us a little case of the of the jungle yeah. juice, tucked back in the trailer, and, and waited till everyone was gone at the end of the night to to bring it out and just yeah. lay it on the bench where I was. Gave me this shitty grin and walked off. The, now there were some hiccups that generally aren't talked about we didn't have our regular parking crew we always have this church we pay them to do the parking as one of their main fundraisers for the year and so our grand lodge Lupa, in the out of the goodness of his heart decided to hire this homeless person that he found on the side of the road you know they had the little (laughs) signs of we'll work for food hey come here buddy (laughs) wow what happened on that who, who was the one found him leaning halfway into the car and we they had to pull him out that guy oh so so, so this is not people's so, windows. So i just have to point out from harlan's face this is not shtick no 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 no, it's, no this is true he was he was washing course. people's cars as they were coming in trying to get tips i mean it was, it was oh. yeah uh wow and then, well, not, and then well, he, he, he didn't have he the, heart. the second day well, we were gonna fire him because I and he was coming to me second guessing because he, you know, he's a super nice guy. So like the the guy Tony's talking about, not the guy we hired. And so he knew that this guy really needed 
the money or I mean, because we're, we're we pay really well as far as parking attendance go, like extremely well. And he's like, look, it's just a couple of days. And I, I know I got to fire him, but it's and I'm, I'm running through this thing about there's there's safety risk, legal risk, political risk, all the ri- like we, we can't eat that. Like, I know you don't like it, buddy, but you got to let him go. And then he didn't let him go. He was back the second night, but he had him doing a job where he would never interact with people. It was one of those, just stand here and be a sign and point jobs so that we have an excuse to give you some more money. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so there, there were some hiccups. It wasn't all, you know. Oh, there uh, always are hiccups. Oh, but it's- in Harlan, uh, just so you all know, Harlan um, was able to secure a, a pretty big band uh, for the first night. But Harlan, our attorney, failed to read the uh, contract. Now, what happened there, Harlan? I think there was a green room that had been promised. Oh, yeah. they. Are are you telling us that the Wiggles are demanding? (laughs) Yeah. No, it was was a journey tribute band, and they had to – there was a stipulation in the contract about a green room, like a small green room. And I just over, it's an outdoor event. Like it's, it's whatever. And then the weather was beautiful. Something, and it's not going to be a problem. And I rolled back there when their trailer pulled up and they're all sitting out under this tree behind the stage and they're, you know, enjoying the weather. I'm like, see, it's a, so you guys ain't going to need that green room, huh? And then they all gave me this look like I was from another planet. Like, no, we, we have to have that. Like, cause apparently there was costumery that they change into at some point in the show and they don't want the audience to be able to see until they are ready to come out. Did you hire Guar? No. <laughs> so that would have been cool. We had to go rob the Masonic villages. We had some of those uh, sidewall mm-hmm. pop-up canopies. Yeah. Some old people were having coffee in, so we kicked them back to their unit and stole their tent. Yoink. <laughs> 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 I don't yeah. think they really did that. I didn't ask any questions. One of the guys in our lodge is the big maintenance dude out at the villages, so he's just like, oh, I'll get you a tent. I didn't ask any more questions, but I assume that's what happened. <laughs> some some poor old couples enjoying their anniversary outside having coffee under this little tent, and he just kicks them out. <laughs> I know. And we did have a couple nice things happen. There was a soldier that came back, uh, first time he had been back for three years from overseas. I don't know if you've seen that, Harlan, but um, and he surprised his mom there, and uh, we got pictures of that. That was pretty neat. Uh, oh, we had the train. The train was cool. Yeah, we had a train. That last-minute addition to just that that guy. When we all closed, it's two hours after the event is over. It's going on one in the morning, uh, after one in the morning, and Tony's standing by on the bench. We're soaking up the jungle juice, and here comes the damn train again. <laughs> Y'all think we should tell him he can go home? But nobody on it. <laughs> well, it turns out there were some guys on it. It was our guys who had taken the golf carts over to the public works thing on the other end, I guess, and he was giving them a ride. But he had still been circling a little before that. I, we, I wasn't sure. I guess he just doesn't get to drive the train much. And was a dedicated man. Two full days driving in circles wasn't enough for him, and he wanted to keep going. <laughs> I, I tell you, I have never felt as um, fussed at or demeaned or as chided as I was when 
on the first night, Red couldn't find the radio that he had given me. Yep. <laughs> oh, he took names, buddy. He took names oh. this year. Yeah. Uh, you got to know Red. He was just staring me down. I gave you the radio. It was, it was in the cart. Somebody took my you cart. can't bullshit your way out of this one, Tony. You, the radio. you, you owe us the, the 1999 for that 12-year-old Baofeng radio that we got. Those things are we – were, we were noting that, too, when we were pulling all that out and things charged. We bought those for like 20 bucks a piece, what, like 12 years ago? Yeah. Just to get through one event, and they're they're still going, man. They are wow, and they they came in a box that didn't even have English translations on it. Like it was all just Chinese writing. Like that. aside from I think a broken clip on one of them, none of the other ones have even been damaged. We've lost a couple, but they still work. We, we haven't broke any. Yeah, where, yeah, where they are? They still range work. for right. civilian band radio. Like it's, I mean, we can get from one end of the park to the other. For these twenty dollar, basically like the toy walkie talkies that you would get for your kids to play paintball or something. And so it came time uh, to pay the band, one of the bands. And Harlan is so hyped up about these events because these events are normally everybody screaming, you know, trying to get everything done. This year we just kind of took the the effort, you know, <laughs> mode about it. Didn't worry about it, but Harlan still had that somebody's you know the hammer's going to come down on me at some point and so i needed to find harlan get on the radio hey harlan where you at uh anybody, anybody seen harlan where's yeah i think i seen harlan by his car so i get on the golf cart drive down there harlan has a lawn chair set out beside where his car's parked literally hiding from everybody just sitting there got a beer <laughs> in one hand a cigar in the other i'm like harlan i need a check eh? <laughs> i mean it was just <laughs> Nice. That was my that was my nice hiding spot that I I found tucked away because I was in the gazebo where everyone else is, but I I, I kept opening a bottle of water or a beer or something, and somebody needed something the whole time, and I took that. Mm. I'm not in charge of anything this year. Approach, and then I just hid behind my car. <laughs> like I'm just gonna hide here for a little bit. Flopped out a lawn chair. Puffs of smoke coming up off the car from your cigar. <laughs> well, so I got the convenience of having my car parked inside the the fairgrounds where there's no vehicle traffic, but we have to have somewhere to keep the money because we have a cash register selling tickets. So my car's behind the gazebo, so we could pull money out the drawer and throw it in the trunk. So you keep your money in the car because no one's going to steal your car. I mean, there's you had to get it out. I've, I've ridden in his car. Nobody's going to steal it. Ha-ha. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, you could, it's, you could, it's the perfect kind of stealable car. When you're when you're stealing cars, you don't go stealing the flashy ones, John. You steal the four-door economy Japanese cars because they don't that's, stand out. That's, that's not what Nicolas Cage would have me believe, Harlan. No. That's, he finds old Mustangs. No. That's, that's all there is that you steal is 60s Mustangs. That's how the court-appointed criminal attorney tells you it works. Forget the old Lexus. I'm going after that Hudson Hawk over in the corner. No, it's it's really what – like when you're stealing cars and trailers, not that I've you know got any clients that are actually guilty of that, but that's, that's the MO. You want the most generic-looking trailer or car you can find. That's why oh, you, oh. That's why you, you make Honor Civics. Yeah. We did learn that you should not set two kids' novelty vendors up. Oh, God. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, the War of the Balloons. Oh. oh, what? Oh, oh, this sounds interesting. <laughs> no, I just... Is it like the Jets and the Sharks? Yeah, <laughs> two guys selling like blow-up kids novelties and light-up toys and whatnot, and they were on opposite sides of the field, and they... Every time one of them went and took a took a piss, you'd have the other one coming bitching because the porta pots are twelve feet closer on that side than they are on this side. He's pulling a wagon. You didn't tell me I could bring a wagon, dude. <laughs> you, you had to be there, but this was you didn't ask if you could bring a wagon, you jackass. That's what I'm. <laughs> this, this, this guy's been here before. You haven't. He knows. Over over this, I mean, they were, yeah. Because I mean, I, I run on the philosophy of uh, rather ask forgiveness than ask permission. So I mean, I would have brought my damn wagon. Well, that's right? how this guy does it too. Every year, he's got some new novel way of annoying everyone to buy his light up shit. <laughs> Which salesman? He did well too. Everybody did well. There, that sea of humanity's been cooped up indoors for a year, and they've got savings and stimulus money and and a, and a need to get the hell out attitude yeah so anybody that was selling anything was having a good time out there well my wife my wife does custom t-shirts uh by the way my wife does custom t-shirts if y'all didn't hear that um what's she do tom they're custom t-shirts it's called no sublimation printing huh so she sets up out there because normally I'm running around Harlan. You know, you spend a little time with them, but she so she sets up her booth out there, and I'm expecting her to do, you know, sell a few shirts, do a few hundred dollars worth. After this, after this weekend, Harlan, I'm seriously considering early retirement and just hitting the fair <laughs> circuits. Yeah. She did very well. So. Right on. That's good. She, she made more in a weekend than you do in a week. Well. Uh, she made enough to pay one fourth of the credit card off that she had bought all this stuff on. So we're only seventy five percent in the hole now. Hey, hey, twenty five percent towards towards black ink and a new business in one weekend. Yeah. That's uh, that's Spend pretty money respectable. Money. Yeah, you that's making money. Printer, you buy the heat thing. Took me two years to break even on a law office, so yeah. she's doing we're, pretty damn well. Single-handedly keeping Etsy in business right now with all the designs she buys off of it. She's actually got a design of the month club. Every month we get this package. It has these designs. Um, there are these anyway. These whatever stuff that she makes. So it's uh, right yeah, it's kind of an investment. Yeah, Tony, my, my mom has a $10,000 embroidery sewing machine for, as a hobby. Yeah, so, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Ten grand. Yeah, Put I something can't, on clothes. I can't. No, that's just the sewing machine. That's not the computer to run it. Right. Or the software. the software. That's just the sewing machine. I mean, I get it. I, I almost bought a saw stop. Uh, hobbies are expensive. <laughs> yeah. I settled for the Delta, Tony, but uh, I was this close. Well, so, and, and and we have a uh, the GOP booth out there, a Republican booth that was right next to my wife's booth. And, oh, the uh, one you dropped the snapping turtle on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that you burned that, Tony. I, I, I from from what I can remember, you would be burning that or, or something. We um, be amazed we how much he hung out there. 
quite a bit of rain earlier in the week. And so my wife found this in front of our garage. So I picked it up with a Oh, snow you really shovel. did? Yeah. I picked it up with a snow <laughs> shovel, put it in a tote. I took it out there to them, and I was like, hey, guys, I have a mascot for us. And I set it right in front of their booth, and basically, yeah, it was a snapping turtle. Yeah, they really had a snapping turtle. That thing was, what, 20 20 inches long? I mean, it wasn't a small snapping turtle. (laughs) Was it a snapper snapper or was it a gator snapper? A gator. It it had the spiky tail. I didn't get my face close enough to find out. (laughs) I opened the little box that he had sitting under their table before they got there. I was going to show my kids. And so I opened the lid, and Turtle didn't move. It just popped its head up, popped its mouth open, and just looked at me. I was like, all right, buddy. I'm trying. (laughs) Back away. (laughs) Bye. I dare you. We actually have a lot of fun putting these fairs on. I did this year. I would not recommend it to anybody unless you had the full support of the city and the county and all that. Because in your lodge. In your lodge. Well, well I don't have to worry about that because my lodge did not get our town fair. So we just get to sit there and look back and be like, here's our Polish food. Here's our fried dough. Hey, that's Columbus. Yep. Don't uh, f- this up next year. When we did it ourselves, trying to do everything without the city's help, it was a nightmare. And this year, it was just, I mean, it was so, cake. So there you go, Chuck. It's a blessing in disguise. Just uh, let the cocks have this one. And then mm-hmm. when they screw it all up and, and your town is super desperate, see, then you've got the town's buy-in when they're coming to you begging to take it over. Yeah, pretty much. It's a good plan. So do you guys have any other Masonic stuff going on this summer for your lodge? Are you guys done in that? I'm trying to get um, a Masonic breakfast started up. I am, uh, Tony. <laughs> I, I wish I could meet you right now. Good luck with that. <laughs> Anybody who brings up a breakfast, Red just starts throwing salt. Nobody would even take so, that cold, Tony. We, uh, I am going to uh, do some field work uh, as a on the ground correspondent in the Grand Lodge of South Carolina uh, here in a couple weeks. So uh, I am going to visit. Might take my uh, my big after lodge microphone and start shoving it at, at different people and and uh, get a get a story of what happened from the folks that happened to. I'm really going to South Carolina for reasons that are beyond my control and visit a lodge while I'm out there. Yeah, <clears throat> my lodge. We got a, a car show a couple weekends. Next Tuesday, I I'm helping to confer the past. The, the chair degree for the council for my state. Scottish right, and then might have to do a fellow craft at the end of the month. But other than that, it's just, you know, putting schedule together for next year, budget together for next year, and all that other good stuff that I've done several times over now. Our lodge is going golfing a couple Sundays from now. I'm a horrible golfer. I haven't golfed in so many years, but one thing about where I live, golf courses are everywhere and they're beautiful. So And you're very good you know. at drinking beer in a golf cart like me. Pardon? And you're very good at drinking beer in a golf cart like I yeah. am. Oh, so yeah. around here we, we highly frown upon driving golf carts under the influence of controlled substances. That's- Who says I'm driving? You but you live in the f laws. Seriously. A certain member of our lodge rolling around all the cops stoned out of his mind <laughs> a golf cart yeah 
Was just stay in the golf course. Speed collision with a ditch. I mean, the golf courses around me, they have beer carts that drive around to you and bring you your beer. Same yeah, you're standing in the green. Oh, yeah. Green, fairway. Rough, the woods. I mean, there's one golf course. Like, she's, like, off-road to bring you a beer. <laughs> That's Tony, I tried to tell your cop buddy about your, uh, about your back medication, and he didn't think it was as funny. I was on Percocets during most of this event, <laughs> and so I was driving around the golf yeah. cart. I was blasted. We get up Friday morning, and, and Boss Man's on our Slack channel yelling at everybody about, we need you to get out here. We got to get this done, that done. And then Tony pops in, in true Tony fashion, like, no, nope, I'm soaking in the in the hot tub, screwed up my back, ain't going to be able to help do anything. And so we're all rolling our eyes because, you know, that's that's what Tony does. And so we all actually felt a small amount of remorse when he showed up and couldn't walk. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. He wasn't crying wolf. <laughs> so I rode the golf cart around and on the firework night we have a local police officer that did a fantastic job with the with the national anthem. He sang it, did a great job. But he came in the wrong way into the park and I had to lead his car out to parking to where because he had a four o'clock shift the next morning because I needed to get him out quick. He didn't need to be there till one or two in the morning. So anyway, we had it all planned out, but I'm leading him out through the park, through the sea of people, and I'm driving the golf cart, He's and he's in the car behind me with the lights on. And so keep in mind, I'm like half lit. And so I'm driving the golf cart, and I just kept turning around, hollering, you'll never take me alive. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so all these people just watch this. I told one guy, I mean, this is my white Bronco. <laughs> this is my white Bronco. <laughs> if the glove don't fit. Yeah. So, anyway, we had fun. Sounds like it. Yeah, well, except for our except for our rookie. I was going around trying to figure out what happened to his oh, car. Yeah. I asked the public works guys, and I'd mentioned that it was one of our rookies. And he was, damn, you guys go all out on the hazing, don't you? <laughs> well, something like that. I tried everything, man. I called the towing company and tried my my legal eagle bullying tactics. We we were calling in favors with the government officials in different towns that have a contract with that company. We uh, we just didn't have any luck. We, we had to take him home. He had to come all the way back down Monday to get his car. Uh, so we tried though. I was going to ask if he was still there. <laughs> yeah, That's no, the guy from California. No, we took him home and. You know, gave him a bunch of numbers in case he needed to go anywhere Sunday, and then uh, Monday he went and got his car. And I think we're, I think we're all gonna pitch in and cover his towing fees because uh, he was following Josh's guidance, and he's too new to know better. So, <laughs> don't listen to landscaper Josh. We're, we're gonna help him out. Um, and we wonder why our EAs don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we that's said Josh pay for the whole we, thing, but he we wouldn't tell you. Anything. Car and if you don't come back, well, you don't want to be a member of our lodge. Right. I mean, he he did come and hang out with us like the whole night. Like normally, yeah. you know, like come, back cool come and say hello, meet with the investigating committee, whatever. I mean, he was he was around. He he seemed to enjoy himself and was thoroughly impressed that our little lodge picnic is a little more than a little lodge picnic. I think Sounds I like it. I think I look racist. I'm just a racist-looking guy. I've got the you know the white complexion. The, you you are extra white. 
Yeah, and so um, and, anyway, and race, he likes this, owls. This guy happens to be a POC, a person of color. And so he's sitting there with an investigation committee. I walk up to him, and they're all talking to him. I find out they're in an investigation committee. <laughs> and I look, and I make my eyes, and I look around there, like, do y'all know he's black? <laughs> anyway, Did you re- Excellent. Literally in the middle of investigating Whoa. the guy. Tony walks in between all of us. Oh, God. It was just that kind of weekend. We had yeah, you go full blazing sounds like, no, it washed off. <laughs> it's, we have, it's not a, a very diverse town where this event happens. And so uh, that kind of thing's funny for, you know, the accidental racist in me. But I, I would never go go down that line in this town just because of the town I'm in. Like the the national clan headquarters used to be what half a mile from where we were. Wow! They they used to have that office there in the there at the major intersection. You remember that, Tony? Yep. Anyway, where you walked out of City Hall, you could just walk over there. So So, listen, welcome to our town. Join the clan. Your sister. Basically, you're you're not far off. We've progressed a little in the past ten years since that organization has officially closed um but it, it's for the record so, i'm not racist okay. when we had the the new no uh you, you you've got a black friend now jesus that's the worst answer to that ever no i have yeah, black friends these guys are not so i, I mean, mean so we're good who do you like no one so we had the uh we had the news correspondent show up from from up in the big town, uh, from the the big local news station. Also works for the Illuminati, like I do, and she uh, she rolls into the park, not looking particularly amused to be in this part of town anyway. And so she gets out, she's setting up her camera, and I'm going to find the boss man, you know, our district deputy, who's who was in charge of all this this year, because uh, you know I'm gonna put him on the camera. I ain't gonna do it. It's his moment of glory. So. When, at the time he shows up, she's the only person who's who's not like working there at this point in the whole park who happens to be black. And our guy gets over, and so the first thing she asks is, "What kind of stuff are you guys going to have going on out here?" Now, in in the worshipful's defense, he had just finished taking a bunch of guys to to shove the equipment into the back of the cooler. But he leads with the, well, there's going to be a watermelon eating contest. And, like, out of all the things that are happening, he leads with that. <laughs> it's, look, Harlan, it's a rookie mistake. You hate to see it. You hope he learns from it and comes back next season better for it. This guy's pretty awkward. Yeah, what I love so much about, about our district deputy is he didn't understand why that was amusing. Right. Even after I explained it to him, he's like, yeah, but but there's a watermelon eating contest. Like, <laughs> the pure accidental racist. Like, yeah, just, no, it, 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 just part part leaving this part out, yeah. but he definitely didn't mean anything by it. Right. Like, but that's the kind of thing. Accidental racism is my bad. Right. It's been your bad since 2015. It's been my bag my whole life. That's been. I mean, look, as a as a white guy from Western Pennsylvania. Fried chicken, watermelon, and some kind of fruit-flavored sodas 
pretty much a weekend at my family's house and we're almost clear we're so white so i'm just gonna no, say we'll like, see your heart pumping in your chest <laughs> i don't I, I it's so nice to hear that someone thinks i have a heart <laughs> when you get a real so heart quad starts circling around through that vein in his forehead before it moves its way up and causes the aneurysm He'll have some early war- it's early warning system. That's nice. <laughs> we can I just segments to just be bleeped out by Harlan. We're in here real hard. <sighs> well, well, we also had our member of our lodge. He's he's been a long time. He uh, he just recently went on through the rest of the, you know, and got his MM. Uh, but he also recently had his leg removed due to about diabetes, and so I started calling him Lieutenant Dan. Uh, different people were you know. The problem was, I don't know if Harlan's seen this or not, as he's riding around in the golf cart in the six-seater and they're picking people up from the parking lot, he keeps taking his leg off and shaking it at people. <laughs> he, just it was, he just thought it was funny. And I'm like, dude, quit taking your leg off. Oh, he does stuff like that. <laughs> hey, John, racket, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> yeah. I need that guy's leg. <laughs> God, I watched that before I put it in. I just won't get out of there. Up my hey, we're here. Wait, we're, we're gonna eat legs. I'm okay with that. Where's my spot and barbecue sauce? You just need a, a nice, nice um, rotisserie for a leg. Well, so nice. that's how he would give directions. He, it, it was funny, but if you weren't prepared for it, but he would be like, "Which way to the live music stage?" And so he'd take his leg oh, off no. and leg that way, and it was just like, well, I guess there's worse things he'd be pointing with. It, yeah. <laughs> well, he wanted to be called kickstand, and we would not allow it, you know, <laughs> unless he proved it. You'd have to have two short legs. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a great sense of humor right there. <sighs> well, you kind of have to be. If you're in our lodge, you better be prepared for it. Yeah. Yep, I was a little worried about our our rookie, but after the evening was over, I'm like, nah, he's he's gonna I think be. He warmed just up fine. to us. There were a couple jokes in the beginning that he didn't laugh at, but he got there. Well, I think it. I think after he realized everybody was busting everyone's balls, and then right. he's like, oh, okay, okay, I, I see how it is. It's oh, just it's general. It's everybody. <laughs> Look, yeah. are there lodges where got brothers don't bust each other's balls twenty four seven? Like because. Yes. Like there is a lodge around yeah. here that's not ours. Well, you got to keep in mind mm-hmm. the big event at the yeah. fair is the fireworks. That's like the grand finale. You know, that's the big thing. That's what everybody comes for. We line it all out. We have everything timed out to the T so that this, when the national anthem is done, the very home of the brave, the fireworks, get it all lined we up. We have a man standing at each light tower so at the drop of the hat, all the lights in the park shut off Everything at the same time so we can start the show. There's actually wow. a lot of coordination with all that all goes on. It really is. And I'm, I'm very impressed with how it all went off this year, except for the fact we're up at the stage, we're getting ready to sing the national anthem. I'm like, where's Nipples? Did anybody give Nipples a ride back to the where the fireworks are going off at so, so that they could give it? And evidently, did anybody give him a ride or did he run that half mile back there? First of all, he's back there like an hour before the fireworks. Well, he always is. Off, jumping up and down like a giddy schoolgirl because he can't wait. His job, by the way, all he does is he takes a walkie-talkie back there 
And when we tell him go, he tells the firework people go. Like yeah. he doesn't do stuff. That's what he does. So he's not pyrotechnically trained. That oh, is, God, no. That is a important job, he's though. I think you're, you're overstating the simplicity and understating the importance. <laughs> Well, he's, he's, he's not understating the simplicity of it. <laughs> he he's overstating the simplicity and understating the importance. Yeah, the oh, Something can it. be both really simple and extremely important at the same time. Well, so, it's in the hands of the, the guy in the lodge that is most like squirrel. You know. Yeah, no, it's, it, just, it's We could just give a walkie to the firework guy. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, That's what I was pictures. just thinking. Why not just give him uh, a walkie to the fire? I'll him back there with that walkie-talkie like this and his hand up in the air. Hey, like, what's more Masonic than having a middleman be like, yes. hey, set the fireworks off now. Exactly. Yes, now. Exactly. Yes. Everybody in the lodge has a role. Actually, I, yep. this, this is funny because... So I, I Through you to you. For uh, that, that past uh, TIM degree... And since I'm in the grand line for this body now, mm -hmm. and I was like, so am I supposed to be in my tuxedo for this with my white jacket? Because I'm a grand line guy. And guys are like, well, the officers of the body are. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, okay, hey, you past grand guys who were the past grand guy for this body? I've never been a grand anything. What the what am I supposed to do? Should I oh, just... no, they just feed you shit and leave you in the dark like a mushroom. That's... And I'm like, look, if I got to bring my white jacket and my tuxedo pants and, and my purple stuff, that's great. But if I could just show up, well, they're going to be in costume for the degree. I'm like, right. Grand line officer. And by the way, our friend the fourth isn't going to tell me the right answer because he's going to f*** with me. Because uh... you know I'm right. Yes. Yes, you will. Like, so I'm gonna be showing, like, I'm gonna be showing up. Like, I'm gonna be showing up with my tux, my, my tuxedo, and my white dinner jacket, my sport coat, in my clothes from work, just being like, "All right, what am I wearing?" Just cover it all. <laughs> just bring in a, a small bag like, of stuff. I'm just gonna bring like nine garment bags and my apron case, suitcase, and be like, "All right, what am I wearing?" Chuck, the only thing you need is your clean underwear, buddy. It's the only well, thing that you I'm, need. Now I'm shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah, define clean. Uh, it's like showing up. Right <laughs> Put it on this morning. Two hats, three coats, and two pairs of shoes. Oh, my motor patrol from the shrine won uh, one of the national awards. Oh, really? For performance, yeah. DWI. First, first time I couldn't I couldn't go, but first time in. I think they said 27 years they even placed. So they, they came back with a, one of the major trophies for the type of cars that we have. So the oh, one time you cool. couldn't go, they got an award. <laughs> I'm just curious. Can you expand on that? Well, no. Because, correlation here, Chuck? No. I've only been a member of the Motor Patrol for about a year. So I've never gotten to go to uh, Imperial. Um. But had I gotten to go to Imperial, I'm sure I would have f***ed it up. <laughs> uh, I, I, check I think we have to deal with all you clowns in a few years up here for some reason. I want to say it's coming to Minnesota again. Hey, I never have to go to Minnesota again. 
Oh, I'd say you're missing out, but at the same time, I've been here for winter for 45 years. Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, some of you guys might need to make a trip to Connecticut at some point. <clears throat> Why in the hell would we do that? Open bar and good cigars. What 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 is Connecticut famous for? Shea tobacco. Being spelled not, weird. Not being Rhode Island. Really good. <laughs> do you think I'd really get arrested with a trunk full of wheat on the way down? Really? No. Well, actually, do it. It's it's legal. Come the it, no, it's you wouldn't. Now. I promise you won't. I can I can walk around my town with an ounce and no problem at all. You can now do that in Connecticut. I just, right on. I just Up can't to. be around it. Or second. Yeah. But yeah. You can't you can't even get hot boxed, poor Chuck. Well, if you think about it, almost every state you can tell why they're famous. Illinois, Illinois, that's where Lincoln's from. Uh, you know, you name any state. Uh, Washington. Uh, Man, that's a pretty deep cut though. But what? But Connecticut, they're like the state. I can think of nothing that Connecticut's famous for. No, I'm not they cutting have, on Connecticut. They have just, one too many C's like in their name. Um, Colt. A Colt? Colt, as in Colt Firearms. Oh. Uh, Nathan Hale. Give me lip. I, I regret I only have one life to give for my country. Okay. And they're not Rhode Island. So he's got two things. And Rhode Island's not Rhode Rhode Island. because it's a, con a county that decided to become a state. Um, was, Conne was Connecticut one of the original 13 colonies? Yes. It was. Uh, we're, we're really, uh, we, we're pretty big on submarines. How? They build a shitload of them. <laughs> There's a big shipyard there. Okay. Because yeah. really? they're yeah. by water, Jamie. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, but... that's where submarines go. Yeah. Yeah, and because uh, there was a lot of. Okay, well, I don't know my I don't know my United States geography your, that well. You gotta build your uh, a lot of airspace stuff is around here. You gotta build your arrows. Like your layman's arm, Jamie, on your money. We actually built things that went to the moon. We just built things that went to space. And so and if you have a space like Connecticut where nothing I, else is happening, that's why I live in Tobacco Valley, which a Cuban cigar has not been a Cuban cigar because since the embargo happened, Cuban cigars cannot have our shade tobacco. Wait, so so Connecticut touches the Atlantic Ocean? Yes. Yes. Well, I didn't know that. Okay, I thought Massachusetts and stuff was in the way. Honestly, like I just no, I didn't we, know that. They're under Massachusetts. I mean, they're uh, okay. they're thinking of Pennsylvania reasons, but they're not like. I'm gonna be honest, Jamie. I didn't know it either. That's why I said it's near the water. <laughs> I figured it was a large river or something, right? Like you're like, like you're saying, no, you're Connecticut, the water, large river. Connecticut River. The Connecticut River is why the state's named Connecticut because it goes from. Long Island Sound, all the way up into named your state oh, wow. after a river. That's well, nothing else to name it after. Ohio. Nothing else going I on. I like there. the fact that he said all the way up in the distance. You could throw a frisbee. <laughs> and Chuck, don't feel too bad. Where I'm from, we're known for potatoes and a red-haired girl named Ann. Look, I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> we're famous for the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, Heinz, yeah. the Big Mac, the frickin' um. Bad water and uh, any, anything of quality, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on now. The big Mac's split, a good thing. The banana split was invented there. The what was the banana split? Yeah, uh, okay. I haven't seen one of those in 40 years, but cool. You've never had a banana split Sunday. Okay, so honestly, no, I don't think I have. I've seen them before. 
you're getting ready to impress. I like bananas. You're trying to impress a girl, and you say, "I'm from Connecticut, the Penguins, home of the banana split." I mean, what would you? No, that's Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh. No, in Connecticut, the banana split. No, it was impressing girl in Connecticut. I go, I can afford her taxes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Connecticut, and I can afford the taxes. That's that's a big statement. Taxes. Tell you what, I'm somebody here. I get that text over here, and I only go once. (laughs) See what Google says the greatest thing about Connecticut is. Oh, Connecticut has the perfect fusion of urban and rural living. There you go. I'll I'll sum that up for you in one quick sentence. It's not Massachusetts. Or Rhode Mm. Island. Or Ohio. Or Delaware. I feel picking on Rhode Island because, like, I can literally pee across that state. Uh, we're not Delaware. Well, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, now Delaware is pretty cool because if if George Washington hadn't stood on the front of that boat crossing the Delaware River, we may not be a country today. So that's don't knock on well, Delaware. You, you know what's cool about my town? If I go to the highest point and look north, I can see the Atlantic Ocean. If I look south, I can see the Gulf of Saint Lawrence. <laughs> that's how thin oh, where I live is. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean and a gulf. Does Canada touch the Pacific Ocean? Oh yeah, we're right right across. You know, Canada does not touch Pacific the Pacific Ocean because there's nothing between Alaska and Washington State. There's just a void. (laughs) You can fly through a drive. It's a wrinkle in the time. Well, you've got all those Alaskan like islands static on a TV down the side. in real life. And the way that the United States claims territorial dominion over waters for way more miles than international law recognizes. No. Western Canada just touches the Alaska Ocean. That's how they claim it, yeah. 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 I see. I see. <laughs> I see. It's the same well, thing we're yelling at the Chinese for claiming the South China Sea for further than the rest of the world wants to acknowledge. Yeah, we do it too. Well, that's, that's true. Really not. That's true. But that's the rest of the world. <laughs> right. And this is America. <laughs> that's right. So it's America. The rest of the... When we do it, we just get scared when the Chinamen do it. Well, I get scared when the Chinamen do stuff. In fairness, so fair. we should be scared. The the Chinese scare me a lot. I was talking to Bruce about that at the fair during some downtime. <laughs> Every week, I get more terrified of what China is becoming. And so, yep. what state is right yeah. above Connecticut? Would that be Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. The Massachusetts. And yes. what state is right below it? Is that Delaware? There is no state. Well, technically, it's New York because that's Long Island. Okay. All right. I needed to know that for this setup. You know what keeps Connecticut from. Or you know what keeps. No. Uh, oh, God. oh, no. Stop oh, no. We lost it. Do you know what keeps. <laughs> oh, Connecticut- thanks for listening. <laughs> So what's below New York, New Jersey? Do you know what keeps New York from sliding into New Jersey? Connecticut sucks. <laughs> that was Connecticut. Doesn't Connecticut only touch New York, like just barely? It's a lot of suck. Yeah, we barely touch New York City. The thirty below us is Long Island. That's painful. That was that was this geography. It's all it's all water on the yeah. south. This geography lesson is by you is brought to you by an American who has never looked at a map a day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact he spends all the time on the road. 
Hey, real quick before we cut off, do we have any flat earthers on here? Oh my God, no. Okay. I hope. I hope. I mean, I know I mean, that's one of the foolishest things I've ever heard in my life. I, I mean, I usually am the one who takes up the contrarian position in any situation, and even I can't. I can't. The Mesopotamians, the Greeks, the ancient I, Israelis, the Egyptians, all of them knew that the Earth was round. By the way, even Christopher Columbus knew the Earth was round. He just thought it was not as. He thought it was smaller. Like. This whole fact that Earth was flat is like a mid-1800s thing because people are stupid. And, and and just imagine how much more knowledge we have right now like relative to the world compared to how it was back then. I, I, we, I have, we have all of the knowledge. So I know a guy who's a flat You can see the curvature of the Earth from a skyscraper. <laughs> yes. Also, I, I and every pilot, and every every pilot, every ship person, everybody that's ever been on the water, the that's traveled anywhere, they they they're all in the big conspiracy to keep it quiet. Are you yes. trying to tell me that if I go out to a level field and I put three stakes in the ground and draw a string between them, there's not 180 degrees between those stakes? You're trying to tell me there's something less? Yes. There's a lot I, less, Harlan. There's a lot I, less. I know one geometry, and he's. Former U.S. Navy fleet deployed. Okay. He's been that. in the boats that have gone <laughs> farther, like, from here, from continental North America to the Indian Ocean and back. And he's a flat earther. So I love that. Wow. We, we This was so prevalent that in my high school geometry class, we actually did that. That's what I was making the joke about the three stakes in a flat field. So we we actually had to make a point of doing that and, and then saying, so now you know the earth is round. I think the teacher was just being a smart ass. But you, know, if you go out into a big field and you make a triangle, it's not 180 degrees because there's a small curvature. You can and, measure the curvature of the earth? I'm assuming you guys have watched the whole. You you, you could so, the ancient Greeks actually measured the curvature of the Earth within centimeters. You can measure the curvature of the Earth through basic trigonometry with a yardstick. Yeah, that's what we did out in the field. Yeah, it doesn't take much to prove that that's the case. And you didn't need a you didn't need a precision calculator to do it. Like you, it was, yeah. Or a precision laser like they used in the documentary that was on Netflix, which they, you know, once they proved that they that the Earth was round, they had to, oh, something's got to be wrong. We need a better laser. Yeah. I thought that was great. The laser is manufactured by a Chinese company who's in on the conspiracy. So oh, that's what it was. As right, someone right. who has built lasers, so people like, lasers are perfectly straight. What they do. Do. Light it's a beam of light. It's a conspiracy to cover up the earth being flat. No, it's the same as the whole birds, all the birds are drones. Off Australia by now. You guys can laugh at it all you want, but I watched a documentary last night and I was I felt the same way you guys did. After watching this documentary, I've got questions. So about yeah, the birds you're, being you're drones or about the flat earth. Survive this long. There's a he showed this little thing with the sun and the moon on the flat plate looking thing. And oh, and how it goes he, around? Did he yeah. have the turtle with the elephants with the planet on top of it, like in uh, Discworld? 
I'm telling you, I have to, I have to watch it again and write down my questions. But I was, a, I was a believer. I mean, I, no, I was not a believer, but it, but it made me ask questions. He was a believer. He was a convert. So, so here's here's something to remi- remember, though. Gravity pulls everything to the middle, right? So, if you're on a flat surface and gravity pulls everything to the middle, that means all the oceans are, should be in the middle. That that's the first thing that's wrong with flat Earth. Like, step one. Anyway, but see that's somebody. gravity is fake too. The way that they, they talked about it, that you can't prove gravity. How does gravity even work with a flat Earth? Like, well, exactly. Is the flat it's, Earth it's, 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 around it's, how the gravity works? So, no, because no, gravity is like wobble back and forth. It no, it's like a disc, a, a plate on a, on a stick. If you're spinning it around, everything moves to the middle. So yes. okay, hold on. So flat earthers only think the world spins like that. It doesn't rotate in any other way. They don't think it spins at all. They think it's on top they of just four elephants on top of a giant turtle going through the cosmos. So the gravity, if it's but sitting still, on. the gravity would pull hold everything on. to the middle. If it was spinning, inertia would pull everything to the outside. So pick What's one. What's the turtle on top of Chuck? <laughs> Nothing. The turtle swimming through the ocean, through, through, through the cosmos. No, no, it's on, turtles all the way down. On this documentary, I watched turtle last night. I sit in the hotel room and I watch this stuff. And uh, it said that if you break this up to other people, they'll immediately try to tell you how you're wrong. And that's exactly what you all have done. You are further proving the documentary. To any of our dear listeners who actually believe the earth is flat, I want to assure you, if you go up to the 12th story of a building and you jump off and you go, and you flap your arms... You are not a chicken. You will <laughs> die when you hit the ground. Because but not until you hit the ground. No. It's not the fall that kills you. Well, and on the way down, you will see the curvature of, of the earth. I don't know. <laughs> it might be the massive heart attack you have. Yeah, on that's what I was thinking. It might be the fall that kills you. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's the fall that kills you. It's that sudden <laughs> stop at the end. This whole conversation makes me so sad. <laughs> Hold on. If the Earth spins like this on top of a thing, when you jumped off the skyscraper, wouldn't the Earth like rotate underneath you so you would land somewhere else? It does. It's it's real slow. Like in that ten Earth. seconds it takes you to fall, the Earth spins all the way around, and you Earth, land, like, you figured out the you ocean or something. Problem with my commute, so I'm just going to climb to the top of my building when they send me to go back to my office and wait till the right time of day, jump up and wait for everything to rotate under me, and I might just land in my garage. And if you don't, splat. So that no, wait, a minute. wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! When you jump off the the thing, you're still spinning at the same speed as the Earth. So that's right. Well, oh, you, you have the angular momentum. keeps you going. But when you jump and the air hits you, you do actually slow down a tiny bit, and you don't actually fall in a completely straight line. Oh no! You, you measurably know. fall a little bit with the Earth yeah, rotation. Pretty- any Even a perfectly round object. That's why you can spit out of your car and it slows down. Next week, tune in for Ancient Aliens. Oh, God. So no, we got that, a, that'll a, a room stone, I'm going to freaking fly down the stairs. If you want to push some Harlan buttons, I, I will get into some Ancient Alien stuff. But, but did you guys see stuff. last week, too, the whole, the whole all the birds are drones? All Never the birds mind. in the United States are drones. It's been that's that's I'm for not, a while, Jamie. Jamie, I'm not on yeah, Facebook I know. for a couple of years. Yeah, I know. I know. 
I know it's a good thing you're not. Birds are spies. Made by the government. Birds are not real. Hashtag birds are not real is the... I know no one would program a drone to be like a Canadian goose and just be like a, a raging asshole from doom. Canadian geese are absolutely uh, real. They're, they're, before, they are they're real. Before. They're evil. They're all. And evil. I can assure you, they bleed. They're honestly more like dinosaurs. They're tiny. Well, to be dinosaurs. fair, Jamie, Terminators bleed too. They bleed silver blood. Only on the outside. No, that's only oh. two thousand. So two thousand. That, that's our white paper Bishop for next week. Angels. Arlen, you take ancient aliens. Uh, Chuck, you take uh, the young Earth theory. I'm, Not for nothing, y'all, but we did a conspiracy show in the on, at the other podcast house, and that was okay. If y'all want to restart that, we can do that. Yeah. The only reason I stopped is because it took up too much time outside of it, but if y'all want to do the legwork, we can you know, do I mean, that. Everybody, wow. everybody I would pick their favorite conspiracy and we'll, and we'll meet back. I've got a list. Okay. Me and Jason made a list of like basically our hundred favorite conspiracies. So I, I, I will start it is a Google document. The only conspiracy I need to know is that I will drop an elbow drop on all of you. <laughs> so John, you you <laughs> can take you can take my favorite plus. conspiracy of all time, which is that Freemasonry ever had anything at all to do with the Catholic Order of Knights Templar. It's been uh, proven a thousand times. That's fine. Yeah, that one's not on our list, Harlan. Believe it or not, we did do the Denver airport. What about That's the Jewish loosely tied to Freemasons? Oh, the Jewish space lasers. Jewish right? Uh, no, that was a newer one. I mean, this this thing was probably five years ago. This Jewish yeah. space laser hadn't been. You got the yet. space laser, Harlan. I'll do that. They were they were still working is on when it. you say that, I'm very confident that the Israelis oh, have lasers. And they're in space. Because if they did, it would be like Independence Day or Battlefield Earth, where just they wipe us out in seven seconds. No, I, I every good conspiracy <sighs> has a little nugget of truth at the middle. So mm -hmm. there's Israeli satellites that have lasers doing something, I'm sure. And there's your they're just measuring temperature. <laughs> temperature <laughs> lasers measuring temperature. There, there's really lasers that are measuring the fact that the Earth is They're scanning a barcode at checkout. Lasers are literally... <laughs> thank you, thank you the very atomic, much. The, the atomic clock functions via lasers. No, it doesn't. It's magnetic, isn't it? No, it's two lasers. Really? One going this way, one going this way. I thought yeah. the atomic clock was, mag was off a magnetic system. Wow, I just learned something. So lasers are more accurate. Well, you might, yeah, I'm not saying they're not. It's a laser, but laser. Arlen, a I laser. Your conspiracy theory, as long as I don't get saddled with the whole because it's in my neck of the weeds, Kensington and Runestone, because there's gonna be a lot of expletives that come out of my mouth. Yeah, Jamie's also known as John's personal bucket. Jamie's uh, gonna take that one. The Runestone? Oh, yeah, yay! The Runestone's all you, buddy, because it came from oh. your land. The white people came down from Canada to deposit it there. Well, you know, so I can find the roots of it. That's that's the plan. Yeah. Yep. And to come. Um, I don't know. I'll see what I can do. I'm working on a uh, educational talk for Lodge, so I'll have to shuffle that around for the uh, Jewish sports legends. Here's a pamphlet. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. I'm actually going on about the uh, about. Uh, the, the symbolism of the lion of the tribe of Judah, which is only important to Masons if you've been around long enough to know why. Um, I'm going to get into some Rastafarianism, maybe. 
we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. I like it. Uh, yeah, no, that's my... I want to hear do that. A, trying to do a segue on, on each of the degrees and some things that never get talked about uh, in each of them. So, The wrong right or the right right? What? No, this is Blue Lodge. Oh, well, I mean, you know, still. So. Yeah. Um, you do one on which of the three grand masks we actually know existed. Oh, the original principles? The original? Yeah, we, there's one we know existed. For a fact. Only one. I don't know. That sounds much less exciting than talking about all the conspiracies that led from Templary to Mason. When you tell guys that Solomon might not have been a person or maybe a composite person and that we've only actually had proof that a written word of David being stated to the time of David within the past five years, they kind of don't know what to do. But we know Hiram King Attire actually was a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was it. He existed. We know that. I feel pretty comfortable that that King Solomon was was actually king of no pants. The ancient kingdom ah. of Israel. Like that's, I, I oh, fuck yeah. That's the perfect line for one of the uh, rougher characters when they're getting condemned. One of them needs to, or somebody from the craft needs to. You never better existed. Call, better call Saul. <laughs> You're a figment of literature. <laughs> You're a figment of my imagination. Look, I'm, I'm being honest. Like they, it was just in the past, like five or six years, that they actually found archaeological proof that David was a thing. You have archaeological proof in a written historical record. No. Hiram King Attire. They have had. Plenty of evidence for it for a long time. Yeah. So, so but the thing it, about the Israelis that made them, I don't know, like every other kingdom in the Middle East before the rise of Islam, they didn't write shit down. They they did write shit down on tablets that broke. They kept very careful and meticulous family and, and historical records because the Babylonians did it, the Assyrians did it, the Egyptians did it, everyone did it. But they never so wrote they, it down. They did. No, they not. Not based yeah. on the time period, because uh, at the time period of that, there was no written record then. Embrace the chaos. Yeah. No, what it is is the only written record happens to now be embedded in a religious text, and so it can't be used for academic purposes because somebody uses it for religion. I, I know where this comes from. No, but, the Dead Sea Scrolls are pretty much what this oh, the Dead Sea Scrolls that match the Torah that you find in modern synagogues within two characters. Those you're, you know, say, you're, you're drifting to my territory of Gnosticism. Because, but. because my people are anal retentive about record keeping, so over thousands of years, the, this entire troll has drifted by two letters. That one. That's pretty good. Because, I mean, you know, when you think about how things usually change those, as they go down a chain. How have those European copies of records managed to stay over the past, I don't know, 400 years, let alone 3,000? How many times have they been reinterpreted uh, and yeah. everything else yeah i mean can you can you tell me with complete certainty that anybody before king george actually existed who anybody before king george and our revolution actually existed that's not part of records held by i don't anglican authorities 
King Arthur is pretty good documentation. Yeah, that's yeah, King really Arthur. That's, Arthur. Uh, that's that's exactly like David. Yeah. Yes, King Arthur, which you're now going into an actual old school Gaelic legend. Purple, purple. That kind of got merged with the French. Well, that's because that's because you Europeans were all French. I say you like I wasn't one of them. <sighs> yeah, you're part of that whole crew. Arlen, yeah. I'm not going to muffle your voice with your own butt next time I come down for calling me French. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you know but, but all of, all of Europe spoke France. At, <laughs> spoke France, great. I'm not even drinking tonight. we got to put a bullet in this. Spoke France. Spoke French. Tonight you have lost. Just in time for Jimmy to take hits from the bong. I don't. I'll concede my my slip up on the European comparison, but not on the uh, not on my insistence of the historical record of David and Solomon and every other king of Israel. Because uh, so Harlan, there was and I caught a quick snap of it on. I really you've been reading that. some Palestinian propaganda about the Jewish state being made up. Well, that's kind of my bag of jacks because the PLO no. they got along, but. Besides that, so uh, one of the podcasts that comes out of uh, uh, UGLE had mentioned that it's, they supposed that the first temple may not have actually existed and everything's a construct. That's kind of troublesome for the craft. And these are guys from the craft that are doing this well, podcast. Night, well, night it's not true, John. And those guys wrote some of the biggest amount of bullshit I've ever read in my life. Yeah, well, the KCs are Johnny Come Latelys. I mean, I've got shit in my house that's older than them, including my house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, we'll do a conspiracy <laughs> theory show. I like this. Can I get a heads up on what conspiracy you guys are going to have so I can show up with fire and just literally nuke you guys from Oh, hold on now. We're, we're, we're looking at these. You don't know if we're going to commit the conspiracy theory with trying to debunk it or prove it. So, you know. Well, usually we, the way we like to approach conspiracy theory talk on this show is debunking it by trying to prove it. Well, oh, better when which almost always on. happens anyway. Jason made a much better show. devil's advocate than I did. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I like conspiracy here. theories for obvious reasons. Wait, now, I, I'm starting to remember my first show that I came on because it broke it me to come in to talking about commandery, and you'd ask me, because you did the trick to me. You said, hey, what's the connection between Knights Templar and Freemasonry? And my answer Nothing. was, eh. Nothing. Yeah, and... We borrowed some words. Well, I mean, it yeah. was like, you know, it's a great idea, and there may be, but there's nothing absolutely conclusive whatsoever from an academic standpoint. So that's bullshit. We have we my have church, the AJC. My, my, my AJC church has a closer connection to the Knights Templar, which is 10 percent better than Masonry does. The Knights Templar treasure under the Liberty Bell in Pennsylvania. I've seen the movie. No, yeah, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. That no, Tony. I know you're trolling us, but I've had people actually tell me that that movie was based on reality. Okay, let them believe it. Were they flat yeah. earthers? Hey, you know, were they flat earthers? Yeah, were they, they were very stupid. 
that brings them to our doors signing dues checks. Just let it let it go. Now I black. Friend of mine's parents are flat oh. earthers. They're not bad people. They just don't understand. No, they're, they're bad. really really nice. No, they're, no, they're really nice people. They're I'm with re- Chuck on this one. These they're two are really nice people. So no. you know, they're they bad. just don't understand. They're the type of people that threw me in a boat out of Ireland and Harlan's people to other places. I, I'm mm-mm. like, I can understand people being nice and thinking that somehow we managed to fake the first moon landing. Them. Oh. But when you're a flat earther, you're just like toxic to civilization. Like, I'm neither here nice nor there on the, moon, on the moon thing because it, it, it could go either way for me. You can pick it. You, if you got a good telescope, you can see it. It's there. You can see it. <laughs> that new Damn it. <laughs> I never said it. I'm not, I just, I, I oh, said, oh, oh my God. I wish you were around with Jason. No, oh my God. Oh my God. You can see it from Earth with a good enough telescope. You can see all of them. No, so the conspiracy people who made manufacture the telescope made sure there's a little stencil in the lens so it looks like you're seeing it only turns track. on when you're at the exact looking at the moon, the yeah. moon. yeah because well, we've got the technology the moon, to do the exact that. location on the moon but not the to land on the moon we have the word ping is because that was the word they did when they shut the signal to the moon with the disc and it came back and it went ping i've seen that on the big bang theory that this. show is no. Don't bring up that show. That is a show. That is a show about. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. He's on fire. People. It's a show about what? Autistic people for stupid people. <laughs> Watch Atypical. That's a good show. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed the premise that the nerd physicist actually gets the hot chick. That was a. That was a. Unique. I've known students. They never graduate. No, they just become. Teaching assistants and no, they don't. They get flunked out because and they end up bagging groceries or working at Walmart night stocking. Trust me, I've met that guy. Perhaps. Say good night, Harlan. <laughs> I'm in California, though. That's the part you're missing of that show. It's set in California. Lower standards. With your again, East, your East Coast academic philosophies don't apply out west. Chuck, I'm going to no, say to you what my there. wife says to me. Uh, you just, just—it's a TV show. Let it go. <laughs> That's a wrap. All right, folks. This is going to be it for episode two hundred seventy-nine, which was aptly literally titled "Losing the Battle." I guess right. I had some kind of foresight when I set up the YouTube video. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode. Hey, look at Jewish Oracle. Oh my God! www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Oh at AfterLodge at gmail.com. Hang out with me and Jamie on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Oh, yeah. You can find the King of No Pants on Reddit. And if you want no. to find Bruce, then Good. you have to first make contact with the Seattle Shriner on a random transport bus <laughs> in Seattle. He All knows right. how. So next week, brothers. Later. Stay safe, dry, <laughs> and out of South Carolina. Yeah. Bye.